live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it is The Ramsey Show, where we're helping people build wealth, do work that matters, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined to my right by Ken Coleman. Is there really anybody next to you, Ken? I mean, come on. Let's be honest about that. Not right now. I mean, I'm looking to my right. I don't see anybody to my right. I do see you. Uh, the fabulous Jade Warshaw, always good to be together. We were uh, together with the whole crew uh, just this last Saturday in in Chicago, the Windy City. It's yes. been referred to. Yes, and that was a great, great crowd. And uh, smart conference yeah, is what so, he's referring to. So much fun. So and and, and hung out with your husband. That's Sam. Right. Yes. Sam was hanging out. It was great fun. It so. was super good. You guys came out. Let me tell you, Chicago, y'all did that. It was a great weekend. Uh, I came out smarter. I hope you guys did too. Uh, but in the meantime, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We want to take calls about not just money, but we've got Ken Coleman on and he is our career expert. So if you are... Ken, set it you up. Know, what do inflation, you want? Inflation's real. Let's get to the pocketbook side of this thing. And as Dave has said for decades, if you're new to the program... Dave Ramsey has said for over three decades that your income attached to your work is your greatest wealth building tool. And I focus on the income side of things for Ramsey Solutions. So Jade will take care of the outflow. I'll talk as I can about the income. Do I need a side hustle? Should I be leveling up? How do I get promoted? Do I move and switch uh, career moves mm. when I'm still in the baby steps? The answer is yes. We tell you how to do it. So anything work-related in a toxic environment, anything like that. And Jade's got great uh, insight on all that as well, too. So that's what we're going to do today. Coolio, let's go to the phone lines. we got Kristen in Philadelphia. PA, what's going on? Hi, how are you guys? Doing good. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, so... The reason I'm calling is my husband and I are about $140,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of it is student loans. Um, How much is the student loans? loans? So um, together, I have about 20000 but he has about ninety, or excuse me, about 80000 Okay. Um, so that's what the majority of it is. And then the rest is just car loans. Um but we're struggling with how to tackle it. Like it's definitely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me so about those car loans. Forty thousand. So we have two cars. The one we're buying from a family member. So that one doesn't have any interest or anything. But um, my car, it's about twenty four thousand that we still owe on it. And then the one that you're buying without interest, how much is that one? Um, a little bit over fifteen thousand. We still owe. Okay, and then is that everything? Because that doesn't quite equal. Okay, so that's everything. Yeah, so it's a hun- it's about a hundred thousand in student loans, twenty five mm-hmm. for my car, and then fifteen for his car, so one forty total. Okay, um, so break down. Okay, you've got this debt. You're realizing, hey, this is a problem. We need to solve it. Let me know. Like, tell me a little bit more about your income. Where are you hitting a brick wall? <clears throat> so um, we both are like full-time employed. Um, I make around 63,000. Uh, my husband makes around 62,500. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's mainly just, you know, the loans and, and stuff. It's going to be like the next 10 plus years of us paying it off. And it, and it, it takes up the majority of our money. We feel like, you know, we're, we're just paying like the bare minimum on 
all of these loans that we have. And well, help me understand because you're making 126,000 a year combined. You've got 140 mm-hmm. in student loans living in Philadelphia, so a high cost of living. Yes. Okay. I don't think it uh, let me rephrase that. It's not going to take you 10 years to clean this up like okay. you said. This okay. is going to require All right, you're both working full-time. Do you have kids yet? We have. I'm sorry, what was that? Do you have kids? Not yet. All right. That's wonderful because this is going to take you guys working like you've never worked before. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's some places within your budget that you can cut down and live on instead of living on 120,000, maybe live on 90,000, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting on a budget. Are you using a budget yet? We do have a budget. We do our best to try to live off of just my husband's um, Even better. Very good. And then we try to keep, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of times we end up having to just take my savings and use it for, um, like, our loans to pay off for a car or or our rent. So something's something's not adding up. Okay, let me retrace what you just said, and I'm going to poke holes in it. So I suggested, hey, try to live on 90. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. we can live on my husband's income, which is 62 and a half. So I'm like, either one of two things is happening. Either you are able to live on his 63,000 and you guys are being careless with your spending or you're not able to live on 63,000 because you're not doing a detailed budget and it's coming back to bite you in the butt. Like you're not being realistic on the fact like, hey, we can't live on 60. We need a little bit more. So which one yeah, sounds? So, yeah, I would say it's it's probably a, more the second one, but maybe a little bit of a mix of it is that you know we okay. we try to live off of his his money, but also you know rent is pretty expensive in this area. Um, so there's times where we've had to cut into any savings that we have for so what, any loans to pay or whatever. That's a big. What you're talking about is a big swing. If you're saying we can kind of live off of his, but sometimes it cuts in with rent, that's a big swing of money because you make 63000 as well. So here's what mm-hmm. I believe. I think that your budget is not a real budget. I think it's kind of like kind of a guide that you're looking at here and there of what we should be spending, not spending. I want you on an every dollar zero based budget. Matter of fact, um, we do these webinars every two weeks here at Ramsey Sol- Solutions where we're teaching people how to budget. And there's another webinar mm-hmm. coming up on the 19th. Actually, that was today. There's another one coming up on the 26th with George Camel, one of our personalities. I want you on that webinar. It's totally free, 11.30 a.m. I want you to go to that webinar because he's going to teach you and break down exactly how to budget line by line. Um, and you're going to do it with every dollar, which is free. But that's what you yeah. need because right now it sounds like, Kristen, there's a lot of money that's up in the air that's floating by things like your rent, mortgage. That should be a no brainer. Like that's that jumps. That should never be. Well, we had to pull out of my savings to cover the rent that we don't want that. Right, Ken? Yeah, yeah Kristen, Kristen, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. This is about mindset. Uh, it, the reason that you guys aren't making progress is because you're being reactive. Mm-hmm. And what Jade has told you is right. You do need a budget. That's a form of being very proactive. But you actually need to experience some momentum. So you need to be looking at uh, possibly selling one of these cars and downgrading in cars. The reason is is because you can knock out a big chunk of debt very quickly and then all of a sudden get into that budget. We find some money. You guys have got to work an extra job, both of you. You guys have got to sell stuff, 
both of you. And the reason is, right now it's so overwhelming. You've got a narrative that says it's going to take us 10 years. That's a mountain that feels like we'll never climb. So you know what we don't do? We don't actually climb it. This is not overwhelming. So you guys have got to make something happen and mm-hmm. really quick to see the momentum, to mm-hmm. high five, and then move forward. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, you guys are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Take your home efficiency and style to the next level with convenient solutions from Shelf Genie, Window Genie, and Glass Doctor. Visit Neighborly.com to schedule your service professionals near you. Today's question comes from Michael in Georgia. He asks, how do you determine what to budget for fun money each month while in baby step two? Well, if you're married, very, very carefully. And very evenly. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, because this is a tough thing. You know, you guys are going through it and this is meant to be, a, by the way, a very small line item in the budget when you're getting after it. Yeah. Maybe even remove it all together. If this scorched earth... I just wanted to point that out, Jay. Yes. Uh, we, when Dave says to callers, you know what? You are not going to see the inside of a restaurant unless you're waiting tables. Mm-hmm. Your rice and beans, beans and rice. Then the blow or the fun category probably should not be there. But if it is there, uh, boy, it needs to be very, very fair, equitable across the board and reasonable. And I would recommend if you're married, this is if you're married, that it involve something that is really, really lifting to your wife. Sure. Yep. Or something you do together. Just to kind of have a moment of we've been busting it. Yeah. Let's celebrate. That would be my boy, that sounded like a politician, but I was trying to get it <laughs> at it from every angle. Well yeah, I like and I like what you're saying and I'd probably add to that if you're a like the average person is out, you know, eighteen and twenty eight between eighteen to twenty four months, right? Mm-hmm. You're out of debt you're out of that baby stu baby two step baby step two gosh i can't talk today yeah it happens golly yeah it's all right. but if you're going to be in there longer like sam and i we're in seven and a half years then you have to you have to have right. those moments where you're coming up to breathe and so i would say if you're not average if you're going to be in this for a long time uh, beyond 18 to 24 months then i would say if you're in this like three years maybe mm-hmm. three and a half four mm-hmm. i would add back that fun category keep it low keep yep. it just something that's because you can't stay in scorched earth forever that's correct like if you stay in scorched earth forever it's going to start messing with your mind you need to yeah. uh, schedule that out it's so, like a little bit of a cheat to reward yourself for eating healthy you know yeah get a little little, little cheat snack. just a little just a little, little something something like you can't go you're such a clean eater i have to ask <laughs> do you cheat a and b if you do what is your cheat snack or cheat food I cheat all the time. Oh, you do? One. I feel like I do. I well, was eating I some cookies last night. I was okay. eating cookies so in my recliner last night. <laughs> okay, there it is. Cookies in the recliner. I feel better about myself now, already, James. they were grain-free. They were like coconut sugar. Like they were... Okay, that's they were not... Hold on, time out. Time out. That's not a cheat. If the cookie doesn't resemble a cookie, it it's not, not a cookie. It did not resemble a cookie. Like, I'm I will talking, say that. Do you get like a Twinkie and just get Never after. that. No, never. Okay. All right. Never. I can't. Well, then that's not a cheat. I'm talking like, like, like a true cheat. If I want to cheat, I would say I would make a bat. I would make a brownies. Okay, good. Not like freaking healthy brownies. Just good old fashioned. Good old fashioned full of brownies. Sugar and awful yep. things. Brownies. Real cane sugar. Cane sugar. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, now that I you guys... can move ahead. I can focus. Now. <laughs> 
Yes, we should all have a cheat meal from time yes. to time. All right, with that, we got to go to Justin, who's in Tampa, Florida. What's going on, Justin? Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Um, so I'm a bit of, in a bit of a situation. I'm a single guy, 30 years old. I'm a firefighter here in the Tampa area. And my car, I got into a car payment, a uh, miserable mistake, uh, $34,000 loan. Okay. 16% interest with Shoot. $773 a month. Whoa. Yikes. Yeah. And so it's, it's been killing me. Um, I'm living in a friend's room mm-hmm. in a house. Good. And the rent is 800 a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I'm unable to, to get ahead with my bills. I feel like I, I just paid off some, uh, some debt. I was, I was in this, in these payday loan cycles, um, oh, these apps that I, that I got. So I'm tell me about the car. Tell me about the car real quick. Cause I want to attack this. Jade will help you with the rest of your stuff, but I'm just curious on this car. What is the car? It's a 2022 Subaru Outback. Um, what's it? I owe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth 23,000. I still owe 32. Ooh. So there's no trading it in. There's no selling it. Wait a sec. Um, well, sure there is. Well, wait a second. This is a, you said it's a 2022 Outback or 2023. 22. How are, did you roll negative equity into it? Uh, just $2,000. $2,000. Man. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, Keep here's going. But, well, here's the deal. Uh, I'll just give it to Jade on this. But I mean, I if, if I were swimming in debt like you are and the way you're feeling, I would go ahead and take the, I'd go ahead and take the bath on this thing. Um, and I would consider selling it and, then we this only time we ever recommend a loan is you go to a local credit union if you if they'll give you a loan and you get a loan for the difference and now your payments a whole lot less and you can attack that you can put that in your debt snowball that's something to think about what's your credit like okay i'm guessing it's bad Uh, because you've been doing these payday loans yeah so that's it's bad because i've been late a couple times on this car because it's the price it is but my credit i just checked today it's uh in the upper fours it's like 480 490 they're not good. Okay, so you're not going to get a. Yeah, not you're not going to be able that. to get a loan. Right. Um, mm. Before I advise you further, can you tell me a little bit more about the other debt that you have? Because I'm assuming there's more. Um, so really, there's not. Um, like I said, these past couple weeks, I just um, I was living paycheck to paycheck because of the payday loans, the cash advances from Amscot. Did you clear That's those? You paid yes, those off. Those are all done. And never. And yes, by the way, are, ne- we're never going to Amscot ever again. Ever. No, right. Never. You've realized these. Never again. The, they're they're terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay. So this is the only debt is this car note at seven hundred and seventy two per month. What's your income? Income's about. I get paid eighteen eighteen hundred every two weeks. So okay. Thirty thirty four. Yeah. Okay, and that's for forty hours a week. Well, our firefighter schedule is different. We work 24 hours on, 48 hours off, so it's, it averages out to 96 hours a week. Can you get overtime? It's tough. Um, it's not guaranteed. I have been working a lot of um, extra shifts for people pay cash, um, and so I've been doing that. I've, I think I'm around almost 8000 extra this year. Nice. Doing so, that. Sounds like he doesn't know where his money's going. Yeah, I think you don't if you're making you're making thirty six hundred dollars a month, you're paying, you know, I think I heard you say eight hundred dollars or some for rent, and then you've got this car, which is eating up half of your like that alone is eating up half of your check. Um 
I think that you can work more. I Here's the thing. We can, we can do what Ken said and you can, you know, take a bath on this and try to, before you even start this process, get as much cash together as possible. Cause do you even have a thousand dollars saved? No, I have $280 in my account. Okay. So thing one, a one before, when we get off the call, we're focusing on getting a thousand dollars saved. That's the first thing you got to have that because that's going to keep you out of Amscot. It's going to keep you feeling like, okay, I have a cushion. Second thing, a two is we're getting on a budget. If you haven't started using a budget, today's the day. I would recommend every dollar. It's the best budget out there. It's the one that I use personally. And that's going to help you list out your expenses and see how much money you have left. Because other than if you say you have no other debt, you've got your car, you're living with someone, um, you sh- you're, are you a single guy? Yes, I'm single. I have phone uh, insurance. And just to, real, real quick to example, each check, so I get paid eighteen hundred. Each check, eleven hundred, or I'm sorry, twelve hundred dollars are coming out each check. Mm-hmm. And so, and so now that that's done, I can finally live off of my paycheck instead of having to re borrow the money through those apps. Yeah, um, you've cleared up some margin my, there. Yes. But so my main my main question is, I have a friend who is a big blessing. He offered to buy me a six thousand dollar car, and but I would have to voluntarily get my car repossessed. No, no, I'm saying no to all that. This is your issue, and I think you can dig yourself out of it. You can keep the car if you work like crazy. I'm talking about you're working like 60, 80 hours a week, not just 40. You're picking up double shifts. You're doing whatever you can to get money coming in, and that money is going directly out to pay that car note off because your credit's not really great for you to get a loan from the credit union. That's what I would do if I were in your shoes. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman. And all afternoon, we're taking calls about your life, your money, your career. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And let's go directly to the phone lines. We've got Landon in Fort Worth, Texas. What's going on, Landon? Hey, uh, so I've got some cash available and I have just a mortgage and student loans and debt. And I was wondering uh, which I should apply my cash to. How much cash is it? It's about a little over 100K. Mm, How much over 100K? Just curious. Uh, It's like 105. Nice. How'd you get that money? Uh, Just savings and uh, me and my wife are bonuses and everything. Okay, cool. Is it just you and your wife or you've got kids too? Uh, we're expecting one here in the next couple of weeks. Very, very cool. Wow, congrats. So um, do you have any, is this just, so you've been saving it up. This is your only savings, right? It's just this and uh, that's it. No, we also have uh, 60K in like singular stocks. Okay. And then uh, 50K and a 401K. And then um, we have 140K in a private equity fund. This can be tied up for about five years. Okay, cool. Very good. You guys have been very diligent with savings. Um, So how much is the student loan debt? It's about 65. Mm -hmm. And uh, how much is on your mortgage? It's 385. Cool. Now, if I'm you, I'm, you know, I don't know how long you've been a listener here at the Ramsey show. Um, 
but we walk through a series of baby steps. And for us, we believe, and it's tested, I mean, by millions of folks, that this is the best way to build wealth. Um, and that's by getting back as much of your income in your pocket by eliminating debt as possible and thereby eliminating risk in your life. So if I were you, I would take the 105 and the 60K and I would start using it towards my baby steps. So baby step one, you've basically already accomplished. It's saving $1,000 quickly and setting it aside. And then baby step two, if you may know, is you're going to pay off all of your debt except your mortgage. So that's where your student loan comes to play. So I would knock that. I'd be debt free from the student loans today. And then I would make sure that I keep three to six months set aside liquid. Um, In your case, I would do six months because you seem like the type of guy who likes to have plenty of extra money set aside. So I'd keep six months set aside. And then from there, when it comes to investing, it looks like you've already done a good job and you've been diligent about saving. But I want to make sure you're doing 15% of your income every month before taxes into retirement. What are you doing at this point? Uh, Yeah, probably somewhere around there. uh, So you're saying that I should just apply all of it towards the student loans, even though the student loans probably have a three to 5% interest rate. And my home has like, I want to say 7.2. And also we only put 10% down on the home. Mm -hmm. And so we're still paying PMI, which is only about $75 a month. Mm -hmm. But you know, if we put down the extra 10%, it gets rid of that PMI. You still think you should go, you know, try to pay off the student debt. Yeah, so let's tackle the student loan debt. So if I'm I'm talking about that first, I'm getting lo- rid of the student loan debt because it's debt, and anytime there's debt, there's risk. It, it's not bankruptable. It's gonna it will follow you to the grave. And as much as people say it doesn't matter, you know that there's sixty five thousand dollars with your name on it sitting right there, and you've got the cash to pay it off today. Correct. Today. If I'm if I'm hearing this, yeah, okay. he's got one hundred five in cash. Okay, so Landon, you have how much in student loans? Sixty. Yeah, sixty five. Sixty five. So the minute that you pay that off then that's gone. That payment, the, the the monthly payments, which are coming due in October, correct? Yeah, the private loans, so we've been paying oh. them. Okay, already, so what have you been paying? What's your monthly payment on the loan so far? Uh, the minimum payment six fifty, and we put about a grand each All month. All right, towards so them. let's take the grand that you've been putting towards those loans. That's gone. That's gone by the end of today. Mm-hmm. So now the grand you've been putting towards student loans can go towards paying down your home. You see how we're just, it, it's all attacking the same thing, but we're going to do it in the steps that make the most sense because you get the momentum. And now you have no debt except your home, which is a tremendous asset. The loans are not an asset. The home is an asset. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have the baby steps in the order that they are. So now you're attacking that home and you're going to get through that PMI. You're going to get there a lot faster now that the student loans are gone, as opposed to going after the home debt and having the loan just hang around over there. Makes sense now? Yeah, that makes sense. That's the reason. It's all about momentum. How good is it going to feel later tonight when you slip into the bed and you have no student loan debt? Yeah, I mean, it'll feel good. I just... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you think it's going to feel as good here, as I do. Here's the thing. Maybe you need better <laughs> sheets. I don't know. Something what, what? over 700 thread count would make it feel good. Okay, like, talk to us, Landon. What are you? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's not, uh, I think regardless, um, whether we uh, apply the money to the loans or the mortgage, uh, like just in a traditional sense, 
uh, you know, I've always been taught also that, you know, you want to go after your debt with the highest interest rate. And so that's why, you know, I kind of brought it into question whether or not I agree with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, me and my wife have talked about it. That's why I actually called is uh, we're in a little bit of disagreement about it. Well, the but, difference um, in this case, the reason we're telling you the student loan first is because, again, this it, it's not it's not an asset in any way. At least your home, you know, every payment you pay, you're building equity. But with the student loan, it, it's almost like comparing apples to oranges in the way that you're comparing those two debts. It would be we could have a slightly different argument if we were talking about credit card debt and student loan debt and all of that, in which case I would still say pay the lowest balance first. But it would be a different set of arguments to support that in this case you know, again, every month when you're making your payment towards your house, you are building equity. So there's something to be said for that. With the student loan, it's just hanging around and it's like, okay, I'm going to put a little bit extra towards it and I'm going to do a little bit towards my house. When you have that focused intensity, you're able to knock things out quicker. And I mean, in this case, to in one day, like today, you can be gone from your student loan debt. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that- He's on board. I think he's scared to talk to his wife about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think's going on. Which, by the way, is I understand that. I'm not like poking fun at you, but you got to cast some vision to your wife on this. Yeah. Based on what we said, we gave you the talking points. And one, here's one thing. Here's a great argument. You and you can use our name on this. We tell people every day on the air, pay off your student loans, and they do. No one has ever called back Ken and said, "Hey." I'm so pissed that I paid off my student loans mm. or I paid off my student loans and I felt terrible after Right. <laughs> I paid off my student loans and I wish I could just go back into debt because right. I miss it so much. Yeah. No one's ever done that, Landon. Yeah. 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 That's fair. For sure. Come on, man. I don't know. You got this. Get yourself a little mini whiteboard, a couple of markers, <laughs> draw it out, practice it a few times with the wife and then say, trust me, babe. You know, I trust me. Can this is just it's an interesting topic that this brings up with Landon because I don't know that it was his wife. I think that it's that cash money that you're sitting on top of, and it's like I have this money. I want to do something. Oh. I don't think he was. I don't think he expected that we would say basically use all of it, pay off your student loans, and then with whatever's I left, that liquid we money. We talk about this a lot. There's there's a huge psychological hit when you dive into a savings account with a lot of money mm-hmm. and take a big chunk out. Yeah. But you can't be focusing on what you take out. You have to focus on what you're actually doing with that money as it, opposed to, yeah. oh, my gosh, I just pulled this money out. It's no, I just got rid of a massive amount of student loan debt and I freed up a thousand dollars because that's what they've been putting towards that. Yeah. It's to me, it's about freeing up the thousand dollars a month plus being free from the debt. Now, and I'm he'll paying still off be able asset. to have he'll still have six months of Big chunk income. of money. He'll still have three to yeah. six months. He can pay the 65 off um, because, again, Landon, if you're still listening, those single stocks, I'd sell those. I'd sell those and make it liquid, and I'd set that aside. That'd be my three to six months of expenses. In your case, probably closer to six months. Yeah. And then you've got, you've still got 40000 35000 left from your uh, from that initial cash you had, throw that at the throw that at the house and get rid of that PMI. I mean, you've got so many options, and it's going to leave you in such a better situation. This is not a sacrifice. In his case, this is a trade, and he's trading up for a more secure lifestyle. If you ask me, and he did. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Listen, everyone needs ID theft protection. It doesn't matter your age, how much money you have, or where you live. 
We all worked too hard to build our personal and financial reputations to have some thief rip them to shreds. Trust me, it's an absolute nightmare if you become a victim. But wasting money on overhyped, expensive plans doesn't make sense either. That's where Xander's ID theft plan comes in. They've bundled together the services you need at pricing that can't be beat. Whether you're looking for monitoring that includes your home title, VPN encryption, unlimited recovery services, or stolen funds protection, you'll get that and more at great value while dealing with people you can trust. I've seen these guys in action, which is why I have Xander's plan for my family and our entire team. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282 to get protected. Save money and stay ahead of the identity theft nightmare. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. And next to me, do you still say America's career coach? Ken I Coleman. mean, you can. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just colleague Ken. I know you colleague guys laugh Ken. at me for calling you all colleagues. Well, you're my friend, Ken. I am your friend. There's no question. Yeah. Coworkers, friends, com- comrades. Com- that's, that feels a little Comrade Russian. Comrade sounds- feels a little feels a little communist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, we were talking before the break about you know trades because this whole thing is like you know sacrifices trade-offs and ken said something that i found to be a bit controversial boy here we go that i would like to share with the american people on the on the youtubes and on the podcast here it comes he says you know we're talking about when you're spending money you're out of baby step two and you've got some extra margin Mm -hmm. and you know you can upgrade Mm -hmm. some areas in your life i'm not talking about you know going out you know overboard but you have the extra margin and he says jade i would rather upgrade my sheets Mm-hmm. Before I'd upgrade my shoes. Before he'd upgrade his shoes. And I'm a big shoe guy, so she's a little bit thrown off by this. Now, when you say upgrade your sheets, what are we talking here? What are oh, we talking about? Over 700 thread count. That's the threshold for me. See, and I don't even know what that means. Uh, it means pretty nice. It's nice. Feels good on the skin. Is it like a silky? Mm, smooth. Interesting. Smooth. Can I tell you, I have linen sheets. Yeah. Well, I love them. Yeah, sure. They breathe. They They're breathe. warm. But the amount of time, let me I'll explain it quickly and we'll move on. The amount of time we spend in the bed, uh, in the sheets, if you will. I want it to be comfy. I will scrimp on the shoes for a while until I can save up. Now, I've never had to make this choice, thankfully. Uh-huh. That's all I was saying. I mean, I love a nice pair of shoes, but I'm going to choose the sheets over the shoes. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know there's a couple of things that I will not, like, there's a You're telling me things. you're going to go for a really comfortable pair of shoes or nice pair of shoes that aren't comfortable over some good sheets? I walk all sleep day. sleep on ratty sheets? I walk all day. When you're tired, you don't care where your head hits. You no, just want to go to sleep. Oh, no, not me. I, I mean, need optimal conditions. And in, it, Can't and, have a flat pillow that just goes to the mattress like these freaking hotel okay, pillows. Okay, so the pillow is more important than the sheets, in my opinion, if we're really not talking. Not me. It's a combo. I'd rather spend more money on my pillow than I'd spend on my sheets. And I'd rather spend more on my shoes because I'm walking all day. I don't want to come home with my dogs barking. Choosing between a pillow and sheets is like choosing between bread and water. You got to have both to live. I got to have the pillow and the sheets. You know, we're doing a segment, Ken, next time you and I host, we're going to talk about... Oh, that's right. That's coming up Thursday. You don't want to miss Thursday's show. Tell them why. We're going to talk about the things that we are worth spending money on and not spending money on. And we're talking about generic versus name brand. I love this. So we're going to go I'm through very it. opinionated on this. Yeah. And I want you guys to leave your comments. I want you to drop in the comments. You can do it on today's show. Tell us some of the things that you're like, I refuse Jade. I refuse to believe that, you know, generic toilet paper mm. is the same as my Charmin. Like don't, 
Jay, oh. don't try to tell me. Drop it in the comments. I want to know, is it coffee? Is it wine? Is it crackers? Like, what's Here's the thing? what I'm going to tell you. You don't want to miss Thursday's show because we're going to talk about the difference between generic toilet paper and high-end toilet paper. And my analysis on this is not to be missed. I don't want to know about your analysis, James knows. George, or Ken on toilet paper. James please. loves my analysis on cheap versus quality toilet paper. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, we're going to be talking about All right. it. All right, that's Thursday. In the meantime, let's go to Robert. He's in Chattanooga. What's going on, Robert? Hey, Jaden Ken. How are you guys today? Doing good. We're How are you? We're having too much fun, Robert. How can we help you? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, first of all, I'd like to start off saying I'm coming to you from a very blessed position. Um, but I am curious what your plan of attack would be. Um, my question is in regards to when personal and business funds kind of collide. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll use round numbers here for you. Um, my dad and I are 50-50% 50, 50, uh, business partners. Um, okay. We've got... I have a $500,000 mortgage. Okay. Um, we owe roughly, we're on a cash basis at our office, so we have roughly 600000 that will be due at the end of the year in taxes of realized income, I guess okay. is how that works. Okay. Um, since we're on cash basis, I can get that down to as close to zero as possible and kind of kick the can moving forward as we have done for the past few years, but that's sitting out there mm -hmm. as a potential tax that we have to owe, right? Okay. Um, we have roughly 1.2 in a money market right now, um, high yield money market kind of thing. For the business. And then we have about, we're correct, and then we have uh, 500K in basically checking account for the business that operates as uh, operating cash, just okay. as cash flow. Cash is king in our industry. Got it. What, curious, what is the industry, by the way? Uh, we're in logistics. Okay. Um. I'm curious what your plan of attack would be. Normally, if my dad and I, at the end of the year, um, split a bonus or something like that, take a withdrawal, we'll do it evenly. Okay. We've never done anywhere close to this kind that would knock out my mortgage, but in a rough year, which it has been, the way our, our market's going right now, mm -hmm. it feels like it's still volatile, and if you have those kind of funds available, it could knock out my entire mortgage right now. But if we did that then I wouldn't, my dad would need to take the same amount. And if we did that, now our kitty that we've saved for years and years and years would be completely depleted and we wouldn't have enough to pay taxes due if everything hit the fan. So you answered your question. I you just answered it. your question in more ways than one. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the bottom line. It, when you own your own business, it's great you own your own business because... It goes both ways. The debt in the business is really your debt. The money in the business is really your money. But in this case, like you already said, you said, you know, in my in my uh, place of business, cash is king. Like you need this money to operate. You know, you could be on the hook for this tax bill. And it's nice to have retained earnings and it's nice to have operating cash. Your business sounds very healthy and it sounds like you guys have done things right. I think you're tempted because you see, oh, there, this is like as much money as we've ever had. We could both take this. I wouldn't do that. I would keep things steady. I mean, what do you guys pay yourself? What do you pay yourself out of the business? We both get about two fifty a year. Yeah, at two fifty a year, if you don't have any other debt, which I'm assuming you don't, right? You said you're very blessed. That's correct. We've been debt free ever since we started after about a month in, so yes. Okay, so it's up to you. Real, truly, it's up to you how quickly you want to pay off this mortgage. We see that when people are debt free, they're paying off their mortgage 
very quickly, seven years around average. With your income, you could do this a lot sooner if you wanted to. You don't have to be intense about it, but my guess is, Robert, if you were very intentional about putting a certain amount extra on your mortgage, you could knock this thing out in like four years or less yeah. if you lived on less. Yeah, so leave business, yeah. leave business funds alone and knock it out with, with personal funds mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. does your yeah, wife work? It. Well, let me let me rephrase that. It, it's not you and your dad can pay you pay yourself bonuses however you choose but to to put the business at risk financially in a down year with some uncertainty in the economy on the horizon mm-hmm. there's no need to do so you don't need to Understood. you don't need to You're and gonna, you can still you can you guys can still um pay yourself a nice bonus at the end of the year but it doesn't yeah. have to be a five hundred thousand yeah, dollar bonus put the company at risk i would never even consider that you're mm-hmm. in good shape You'll be fine with the company stable mm-hmm. as the company continues to grow. There's a reason to believe that it shouldn't grow. Uh, then you can do that when you get into a place of stability. If you told me that the company was booming and that this was a bonus that you'd probably pay out over the next year or so and it would get you that point, then I think it's a no-brainer. But that's not the case here. So hang in there. I love your intensity. I, I love too. that. What What do you usually pay out in bonuses? Like, What did you guys do last year? Uh, we did 50 last year. and uh, We just buy random things it might be an asset for the office or it might be something at the house kind of thing so you know take take the growth from this year and use that to calculate what you yeah. think your bonus should be this year still take a bonus even if it's a hundred thousand for sure take the 50 but and even it if it goes house. up and you're like hey you know what we both are going to do 75 or we're both going to do 100 based on how, how our business has grown that's fine but it needs to be reasonable and i agree with ken i definitely would not put you know, the business at risk for this. That's very interesting, Ken. I love I love calls like that and I love mm-hmm. small business owners. I just that's a fun side of things, but you do have to be careful because before you know it, you'll kind of get too it's like you get too comfortable with that money. It's right there and you're like, oh, we could well, just do a little yeah, something, something. He's not hurting in his home. He's not underwater. And so there's no reason to just gamble because that's a gamble. That's right. That's all it is. Right. Yeah, no, I think with his income, with his wife's income, if he bonuses every year, they're going to be paying that mortgage off lickety split. Before they know it, they're going to look up and have a paid for home. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what this is all about. All right, that does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. We'll be back in a minute. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth. We help them do work they love and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host today, joined by Ken Coleman. And the number is simple, 888-825-5225. We want you to give us a call so we can talk to you. We'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Ken's here. He's the career guy. And so if there's any ever a moment where you're like, Jade, am I making enough money? Is it time to make a switch? How do I make a switch? Ken, you're the guy, right? Yeah, and you know, you hear the word career. A lot of people go, I can't, I don't want to do that. Uh, let, let's focus on your work. Are you making the income you want to make? Um, I'm not interested in giving you a bunch of, you know, uh, advice about your resume, but I'll tell you what I will do. I like is help that. you figure out what it is that makes you come alive so you get out of the bed in the morning, fired up and ready to go. And, and we find that, by the way, millionaires, everyday millionaires, from the largest millionaire study ever done by Ramsey Solutions, 98% of them loved what they did for work. Mm. You were made for more than a paycheck. You know, collecting 26 or 52, however many checks you get in a year is not your destiny. 
And uh, so that's, on, that's my jam. That's what I want to help you with. And by the way, that'll help you make more money or the right amount of money so that you can learn to live on less than you make and be very fulfilled, not chasing all of the things that people get into. Let so, me tell you what. There that, you go. That's my that's my spin on what I want to help you with. That social media post you made, you were created more for yeah. more than just picking up 26 checks. Yeah. I said, yes. Yeah, I that fired hit. that off this morning. I was just thinking like so many people going to work today that just that's the only thing they're looking forward to is the next check. It shouldn't be like that's that. That's freaking depressing. That is depressing. So anyway. I love that. Thank you, though. Yeah, we're here to help you with, with work issues as well. So Love it. So with that, let's go over to South Padre Island, Texas. Oh, sounds like a nice place to be from. It does. Let's talk about David. Let's go on, David. David, what do you what's, what's going on? I wanted to thank you both. You guys, I'm oddly nervous. I preach in front of 400 people a week, and I... Uh, I'm nervous around you too. No worries. Well, it's really the Jade factor. She's so cool. She does that to people. Just think that you're just talking to me, and that'll just well, calm you right down because I'm not <laughs> impressive. So that should help. Speaking of that, Jane, I, I agree with shoes over sheets and cauliflower and tofu cookies are not cookies. That's oh, right. So no, you're, you're okay, right. You're okay, right. So each of us get a point today. <laughs> Thanks to David. Okay, very good. All right, okay, David. <laughs> My brother and I uh, inherited a farm from my folks. Uh, awesome uh, gesture from them. It's worth about $1.2 million. My, uh, we weren't going to sell it for a couple of years. Uh, it produces about thirty-five-five in uh, crop revenue every year, and mm-hmm. we're drinking it. Um, so my brother came to me two months ago and said, yeah, my wife and I want to sell. So um, I am a bivocational pastor. I uh, work, and I'm a, a general manager at a condo complex. We make about 155 a year between my wife and I. Okay. Um, I was doing Dave Ramsey stuff before we knew Dave Ramsey. I got five Dave Ramsey cars and a Dave Ramsey boat. Um, I love that. And uh, <laughs> and and both of my kids uh, graduated college this year, debt free. Wow. Very nice. So Very our, cool. Yeah, that was our goal um, to get them out. And so my question is. We don't have a primary home. Uh, we have a 10-year contract with our church, and uh, we live in the church manse. Okay. Uh, so I was considering buying my brother out of the farm. It would be a, uh, about a 500 and, well, he, we're getting a family discount, so about a $580,000 loan, 20-year loan at 7%. Um, so it, it, 35 five of that would go directly into the loan, which is our guaranteed cash rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it leaves me like, I don't know, seventeen five uh a year to pay on uh, on the fifty two thousand dollar loan. And the loan payment for, for the the year would be about fifty two eight. So we could you know, it'd be fifteen hundred dollars a month for us, um and we would commit probably to doing uh three times that a month and putting three thousand in towards the principal. So would it would it be something that Dave would recommend? Is there a home? Um, Is there a home on the on the farm? My parents took the five acres uh, when my father died in ninety one. My mom died just last year, mm-hmm. and they took the five acres and and uh, with the house and the barn and sold that. And they that was part of their you know their income. So the answer is no. There's no home that you and your no. wife could live on if you buy the farm. No, no home. And but I have a ten year. And the only way that I would out of this contract here and my other job is if I died or uh, if I cheated on my wife or I did something that would 
we have a church. How many more years um, do you have on the ten-year uh, the the church home? Uh, I just signed uh, the new um, the okay. new contract. So we have ten full years that we're assured of this job, and then I signed a ten-year contract on my other job. Why do you want the farm? So, uh, that's a great question. It's it's um, it, it's not sentimental, uh, but we. Uh, you know, we know they're not making any more land, and it's 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 income producing at the time. It's the debt that makes me nervous. Yeah. So yeah, let, me, let me let me let me let me hit you then. So yeah. now that you answered that way, okay, it's not sentimental. It's only throwing off thirty five thousand dollars a year. That's not life changing for you. But if you Correct. sell this, it's life changing. True mm-hmm. or false? Well. No, I, I, I hold on, false. hold on. True, no, true or false? false? I'm not backing you into a corner. I just want you to answer it. If you and your brother sell it, what do you walk away with, and does that change your life? Yes or no? I I, I don't need anything, so I don't. I think no. How much money would you make? How much money would you make on the sell of the farm? Uh, Six hundred and five. I'm here to tell you that'll That's, change your yeah, life. That'll change your life. Well, the 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 question you have to ask yourself is: Do I want to make six hundred twenty five thousand dollars, or do I want to go to into debt five hundred eighty thousand dollars to make thirty five a year? It doesn't make any sense. But would you be telling me the same thing if we lived on the farm? I don't know, but that's you're you're playing hypotheticals. Uh, no, I was I, leaning that direction. Here's the deal, my friend David. I'm going to talk to you like I yeah. talked to my dad because my dad was a bivocational pastor. You already have, you have a bad feeling in your stomach about this debt, and there it makes no sense. If it had a home on it and it became your primary home and that's where you wanted to live the rest of your mm-hmm. life, yeah, my answer would be different. But you didn't back me into a corner. You're playing hypotheticals. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Jay, do you have a different answer? I wouldn't do it. I mean, maybe I, I have a feeling that your thought is maybe at some point you would build on this land, but that's even more money still. I mean, that's just. Well, no, we would keep the land forever. And, and I don't know, you know, we, we would uh, be a legacy land for, for our kids. But I understand. We, so I guess my question would be, uh, so let's say I take the 605. Hey, I'm up against a break. Say, I don't think I can keep letting you go on oh, this one. But yeah. what oh, I'm what I would tell you... I already told you what to do. Yeah, David. Take if, the money. Take the money and Are you going to go into half a million dollars? No, almost $600,000 worth of debt, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get thirty five back a year? He gave us the key word. He said it wasn't sentimental, and that's what I was listening for. Well, he also it's not said he felt horrible about the idea of debt. You're right, David. <laughs> we agree with you. You're right, Don't David. Don't do it. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear. And that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered 
in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I got Ken Coleman to my right. We're talking about your life and your money, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And I can tell you this, when folks come to us and come to me specifically, they're wanting to get out of debt. They're wanting to go fast, Ken. They're like, how can I do this as quick as possible? And I always tell them, I'm like, you have to get your income up. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to get your spending and your expenses down, right? We're cutting items in the budget. But at the end of the day, you also have to get your your, your money coming in, get that as high as possible because that's what's going to make your debt snowball move. That's how you pay off debt fast. And the answer to that question is side hustling. And so then it's like, okay, Jade, I know I need a side hustle, but what's truly the best one? Because we want to make a lot of money per hour, right? We want to get a lot of bang for our buck. And um, we checked the Ramsey Baby Steps community to find out what you guys are doing to side hustle and really what are the best side hustles and what you guys are saying. So let's see what they're talking about, Ken. I love some of these. So uh, Christy says, I own a travel agency, which has been my full-time job for 17 years. Uh, But I have several agents on my team who work in their own time, booking vacations and cruises. Good side gig if you like travel. So you can get paid to do something you really enjoy and you get a lot of perks. So Mm. that's a really fun one. Um, How about Paula? Side gig. She has uh, with a direct sales company. She does it from her phone anytime she wants. And it gives her an extra $200 to $1,200 a month. Now that's some serious progress. Yeah, that ain't bad. $1,200 a month. Kendra, or I'm sorry, Cassandra says she babysits in your home for couples in order for them to have date nights on the weekends. Now, let me tell you, that babysitting gig, yeah. you can make a lot. It adds up. Uh, yeah. I'm out of the game now. Uh, my daughter's starting to do it, but I haven't asked her what her rates are. What, what are you, What's a going rate for a babysitter? You got the littles. Okay, so I've got, when I had one child, it was generally about $15 an hour. Okay. And then when I had two children, it went up and it's about 20 sometimes a little more 25 an hour i'm telling you one person charged me 30 an hour like it depends on what they do like I, if they're just like hey i'm just here i'm on i'm I, on my phone but i'm just watching make sure they don't hurt themselves i'd be getting greedy if i was trying to get out of debt right now you know what i'd be doing i'd be like the old woman who lived in a shoe with all these kids i'd have like 10 kids at my house for four or five hours a night just running a daycare at night for my home you'd be Look. racking up let me tell you. At those rates, I'd be like, come on, it's pizza night at the Coleman's. There are there are moms who will pay, because I have one babysitter. She's amazing. When I come back, the cabinets are organized. Mm. The silverware is organized. You know, everything's perfectly stacked on each other. I come back, she's organized the ca- the cupboards. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Put the kids that. to bed. But that wouldn't be part she of can Ken's charge daycare. more. She could charge more because yeah. she does that. So babysitting, yeah. that's I'll a great one. I'll tell you what, I, I'd be saying, bring them over. We're going to feed them. They'll be exhausted when you pick them up. I'm going to run the little ragamuffins. But wait, they got to go to your house? Yeah, because that's, that's how I'm going to max out. They got to go to the shoe. I'm going to have, yeah, see, I'm going to have everybody come to me Hey, it's date night, and we have 20 kids, and I'm just sugared them up, then they crash, we exercise them. Can you realize how creepy that sounds? Come on, kids. Come over to my house. It's not just me. <laughs> Stacy, Josie's there. Okay, Why there you got to go. make it all creepy? <laughs> it's Uncle Ken. It's date night. We got it. 
All right. I guess it's getting creepier. Well, this, this one's better. Let's let's talk about uh, Miranda. She says, I do Rover. I've seen that. It's a pet What's sitting. That? It's pet sitting. It's an app. And people can go on there if they need, like if they want to get a dog walker for their dog, they can schedule a dog walker or dog sitting all through this app Rover. I've seen it. She says, I make a decent amount of money doing only doggy daycare and home boarding. See, I think I changed my mind. I'm going to kill the dog, the, the kid idea. I'm going to go to the dogs. We're going to have 12 dogs over at the house. It'd be great. <laughs> I got a huge backyard. Just let them go crazy. I like that. It's less creepy. Or Sarah, she says, I love driving the school bus. I also make extra money by washing the school buses and doing trips as well. Now, that sounds like a lot of work, Sarah. I'll You're be over honest here with you. washing school buses. My arms are tired just thinking about washing school buses. Look, you got to do what gives you joy. If she How enjoys do you get doing the that, top done? Oh, that's a, a lot very of reaching. You can only get so much. At it. That's a big roof. She takes know. pride in her bus. Look, I love this. I, what I love about these is they're clearly an extension of what these people already love to do. Yeah. And I think those make the yeah. best side hustles. Tell you one that I heard about recently. Guy is washing trash cans in a neighborhood. Think about how nasty the trash cans Ooh. get. And uh, coming in, power washing. Uh, who knows what kind of chemicals he's putting in there, making good money washing trash cans. So what, is, what are you all doing? We want to hear from you. What are you doing to make extra money? Let us know in the comments or tag at Jade Warshaw or at Ken Coleman mm-hmm. on your preferred social media and if it's a really good one we're gonna give you a shout out on the show yeah and, and put that? the put like actually put if you feel confident and feel comfortable put what you're actually earning because oh, i yeah. want to know are you making 20 dollars an hour yeah. are you making 12 dollars an hour? like this has got to be i want to know the good good stuff yeah all right let's go to the phone lines we got josiah in oklahoma city okc what's going on josiah hey thank you so much for taking my call no problem how can we help so um, my wife and I, we uh, read Total, Total Money Makeover. We started our uh, started the process about two months ago. Uh, we've listened to the show, and uh, we had about we had about thirty nine thousand dollars in debt and personal loans, and uh, so a little bit of student loan. And we just uh, over the last few years, we've been paying that down. It was down to about twenty. We had twenty two thousand left on it mm-hmm. uh, on just all of our loans. And realized, you know, once we started this, we got on a budget, we got our spending under control. And first of all, we just want to say we're really thankful for the program. And it's been just amazing for our lives, for our marriage. And we were really thankful. Um, but it's, so we, we got our spending under control. We, um, we realized, you know what, I'm, I'm driving around too nice of a truck to be still $22,000 in debt. So as of yesterday, we sold the truck. We now are debt free. Nice. And we have and we're trying to decide. So right now we have we have some investments uh, for retirement set aside. We're, we're 24, 25 years old, um, and we have about thirteen thousand dollars in cash, uh, which we need to we need another car. So we're trying to decide how much car should we get? Um, should we have a ten thousand dollar emergency fund, a three thousand dollar car, mm-hmm. or since and we just replaced a car, we're about to get. We're in the military. We're about to get sent to California. We're looking for something with better mileage. Should we? Just get a little bit more car and we have a very stable job so we're not really worried about uh having a huge emergency fund at this point so i guess we're trying to decide what baby step are we on should we just get the cheapest car we can mm-hmm. have a ten thousand emergency fund and start 15 percent saving or or should we kind of get a better car that'll work better for us in the long run maybe more reliable and have a little smaller emergency fund to start with so that's a really good question let me put myself in your shoes so you've got this one car is this car two or is this going to be your only car this is car two. Car number two. Okay. And what's car number one? What is it? Uh, it's a 2010 Toyota 
RAV4. It's it's got like 150,000 miles on it. It's been it's been good. There's no no issues with it. There's no issues. It's it's in good shape. Um, yeah, it's in good shape. And Do you, you uh, have kids? Uh, no kids. No kids. And so is this going to just be a knock around car, or is this somebody's commuting? Like, tell me a little bit more. It's going to be my it's going to be my commuting car. Um, I'm I, I I'm the only one who works, so I I will be in Cal, you know California. Five what, what's your favorite color car? Grass. You got a favorite color? Oh man, I don't really care. I just want to get. All right. I want to get to and from work with a good, uh, good gas mileage and something that's not going to break down on me. Before you give him that car, Ken, when do you move to California? <laughs> uh, in about six months. Okay. Are you? Are can you guys do the one car thing until you move, or are you like not, we have to have a car now? For us, we do. We do need two cars. What I'd probably do is I'd get a knock around car now. And then mm-hmm. in six months, when you move, do you guys plan like what's I'm here's what I'm thinking through. I'm trying to save you money on the move. So I'm like, OK, yeah. if you're moving, are you driving both of these cars right. over? What's the plan? Yeah, Can you sell I mean, one the, off before you go? Yeah, I mean, the, we're in the military, so it's the, our move is going to be covered. Uh, we don't really have any big expenses associated with the yeah. move. You don't um, want to buy the car in so, California. You want to buy it in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Right, look, my friend. I, I got a silver 2007 Toyota Camry hybrid, only sixty nine ninety five with hey. 114,000 miles at Go Auto of Oklahoma City. That's just one quick search. I love my that. My friend, I get a nice little car for you, low gas mileage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, gets great mileage and pay cash. I probably wouldn't spend more than 10000 I think ten is good. Search between ten and twelve. That's what I did. And uh, I got found stuff under that. So there you go. I love it. This is the way to do it. Ken Coleman on the ones and twos. I'm the used car guy. You are. It's my new title here on the Ramsey Show. (laughs) You found some good stuff over there, but that's what I do. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life. Anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, and this is Ken Coleman. You can give us a call and talk to us directly, 888-825-5225. And some of you are new listeners. Mm -hmm. You're joining us for the first time, whether it be on the podcast, maybe you're listening on YouTube, or even Twitter. We broadcast on Twitter these days, or X. Is that right? I did not know that. Yeah, that's right. I should pay attention to James' emails. (laughs) Welcome, wherever you're watching, however you're watching, welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. We're for you. And if you're a new listener, we want you to dive in because you're going to hear Ken and I or whoever's hosting talk about 
all sorts of things, the baby steps or gazelle intensity or beans and rice, rice and beans or baby step one. What does all of this stuff mean? We don't want to leave you guys in the dust. We want to make sure you know what we're talking about. So go to RamseySolutions.com and go ahead and click that get started button. And we're going to help you find the best next step. We're going to plug you in. You're going to know what's going on. You're going to feel support and community. That's what we're all about. So do that. Go to RamseySolutions.com and click get started. And that's how that's going to roll. And now we're going to go to Jessica. She's right here at home, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> What's going on, Jessica? Hi, how are you guys? Doing good. You're right up the street. What's going on? Well, I just started listening and I've got a couple questions. So I'm kind of just trying to do baby step two and look at some of this debt. And I, I thought I was doing really good and I don't have a lot of debt. Um, and so I've got uh, a little bit of debt that's all zero interest. And the whole plan is to pay that off as soon as, you know, the interest would start accruing. But after listening, I would love to try to get rid of that. I also have two mortgages. Um, but I also have a investment portfolio that's mm-hmm. worth over a million dollars. So I'm trying to decide, do I pull money from that to pay off some of this debt or even to pay off my mortgage? Um, or do I let that keep making money for me? and just try to do it with the money that's coming in. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Well, let's kind of break it down and see really what the details are. So can you tell me, aside from the mortgages, how much debt you have and what it is, what type of debt it is? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I have um, a, I had a $10,000, it's really, a, I guess, a credit line. I had to get a new water line for my house, and that was about 18000 uh-huh. That's now at Sixty-four forty-seven, okay. and it's zero interest um, until February. So my plan is to pay that off by February. Okay, um, but of course, I mean, I could pay that sooner. And then I got kind of roped into a vacation club. I don't know if you're familiar with these are. Okay. Um, so it basically is you're kind of like paying upfront for vacations, and so um, basically I'm paying about two thousand dollars a month for that, and after nine years, that's over. Ooh. But I'm getting, yeah, so it equals, um, you know, like 169000 I think. Wait, you're paying $2,000 um, $2, a month and you're locked in for nine years? Right. For so, a vacation club. But, but, you, but you get vacation, so you get like... Um, hey, wait, you're you not going to convince me this yeah. is a good idea. You better be getting a $50,000 vacation for 24000 I, I mean, I almost don't want to know more about this. <laughs> Um, is so, my yes, question is, is there any way out? I don't know. I guess I could think about, um, trying, I think if I said, Hey, I'll pay it off in full early, then they'll cut it like maybe in half. Yeah. I want you to find out more about that because I do not want you locked into $2,000 a month for nine years. So let's Agreed. look into that. See if there's a buyout, weigh it. If you're okay. not sure, call us back on that. Um, what other okay. debt do you have? Um, just my two mortgages. So my one mortgage is, um, on my primary house and that's, uh, 1985 a month. I have, um, $236,000 left on that mortgage. Okay. And then, um, I bought a lake house with my parents. And so I pay half of that mortgage. Lake house with your parents. Explain that one. Are you on the deed? Do you? Yes. I'm on the deed and on the mortgage. Um, and and so I pay half of all of that. And they are too, or is it just in your name? Yeah. No, they are too. Interesting. That's, uh, how much is that? They also live with, they live with me primarily. Um, so this was, so we're like 
connected for the rest of life, it feels like. Um, so that mortgage is... Um, that doesn't sound like yeah. a good feeling. I feel, I feel like you, you, you set it well, up that way. Now you're regretful, which you should be, but... Well, right. So that mortgage was $680,000 dollars mortgage. We still have six sixty four left, and I pay about 1900 a month on that. And they pay the other 1900 Right, yep. Okay, um... Y'all are some vacationing people. I know, that's right. Y'all are living your best life. That's a lot of vacations, a lot of time on the lake. I know, right? Um, okay. And to throw in another wrench, I'm I'm thinking about selling my primary house and having them move full-time to the lake and then buying a home um, so I can have some um, no. separation. Uh, you do need separation. You Why do don't need you just separation. kick them to the lake house? Why do you have to sell your current house? Yeah, I'd kick them to the lake house. Well, because... My my current house is three acres, and I can't upkeep it on my own. My dad does all of that, and I could actually get six hundred thousand out of my house in equity. If you, I was going to ask you if you sold nice. it, what you'd get? Okay, so now yeah, we got I something to work with. We know we got six hundred coming from okay. mortgage one. We're going to keep mortgage two around because there's a lot of details into that. So far, you've only explained about eight thousand eight thousand dollars of debt, even though one of them is occurring monthly. Is there any more debt, or that's it? So just the water line, which I'm paying a thousand a month, hope to pay off in February, and then this vacation club, which you know is a hundred whatever, sure. and I'm paying two thousand a month. And then what's and your then, income, girlfriend? Um, I net one eighty five a year, so I'm bringing in about thirteen to fourteen thousand a month. Okay, Good. so we're paying we're paying off the loan. Next check. There's no reason not to. You've got but that kind the of money. water line one. Yeah, just yeah, pay it okay. off. Got it. Okay, yep. so we're paying that off. We're looking into the vacation club, and I want you to get out of it. Even if you take a bit of a hit, okay. I want you out of it. Okay. I do not want you paying okay. on that for nine years. You make too much money. Okay. Like if you want, yeah. you make too much money. Okay, now yeah, I can with take the, whatever vacations I want. Yeah. Yes. With the one million invested, the only way I might, um, I mean, here's here's what we we can look at. Okay, if you said I'm going to sell mortgage number one, I'm gonna. Pull, I'm going to take home 350 from that sale. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, I have about 600 in, in equity at least. Okay, but you owe 236. But Are, I owe, no, I'm saying I would, I could sell it for 900. Oh, yeah, she's all out. She's walking away with 600. Let's go. Okay, so right. I, I would sell that. And then okay. what I would. I'd want, get out of the vacation I'd, thing with the lump sum out of that. Uh huh. And I would. Take that money, the six hundred thousand. What do you plan on spending on your next your house for you? Because I want you to pay well, cash. I mean, I'm in Nashville. I want to downsize, but it's still going to cost me between six and seven. Okay, so if it's costing you between six and seven, you've got the six hundred from the mortgage. The one million invested yeah. is any of it in non retirement funds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have um, about one. 80 and 401ks and then um 1.175 in actual like stock mutual funds and then an ira that's 220,000. okay ira 220 um so the stock and mutual fund allows you to clean all this mess up yeah all of yes it. exactly is that yeah. where how did you get how did you come across that money was that just saved money or yeah. no 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 no. so my husband passed away eight years ago and that was the life insurance oh my I, gosh so, I see. Mm, so sorry yeah. about that. I'm so yeah. And I'm I sorry. Have, I, I thank you. And I have a guardianship account fund for my son at one hundred nine, one hundred nine thousand. That the plan is to use that for college. 
Okay. What I would do if I were you is I would pay cash for the next home. I, I you know, between okay. six to seven hundred thousand dollars is fine. If you pull a hundred thousand out from the stocks or somewhere, sell okay. off those, I would do that um, and be okay. totally debt free. Then yep. I don't love this mortgage with your parents. What is your parents' okay. financial situation like? Real briefly. Um, I mean, they're both retired um, and they are making money off of Social Security and my dad has a pension. So, I mean, they have decent money coming in. I want you to talk to them about a plan to pay this mortgage off because that's my next big step because that's going to be the thing that's going to continuously be around your neck and making you feel like, ugh, like you said, I'm tied to them for life, which, you know, they're your parents, they're good people, but I don't like that you're in this mortgage with them. And I want you all out of it. And I want you working together to do that since you're all on the deed. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's George. And Rachel. Now, we've been around the block a time or two when it comes to this money stuff. And one thing we've both learned is how important it is to have a budget. 100% George. Now tell me, what's the bougiest thing you have in your every dollar budget? Oh gosh, a thousand percent it's our French Bulldogs. <laughs> they have their own budget line for their fancy, specialized veterinary brand kibble. Oh my gosh, yep. That's definitely bougie, but hey, that's the great thing about budgeting. It's how you prioritize the important things, because if George didn't budget, let's be honest, he'll probably end up wasting that kibble money on hair care products okay. for himself. All right, shots fired. Well, how often would you spend your grocery money on those creepy thriller novels you love? <laughs> I know. Okay, fair. You got me. Well, guys, you can experience the same focus and freedom that comes with having a budget. Download our app every dollar and start budgeting today for free. It's the easiest way to create a plan for your spending. Click the link in the show notes and start budgeting today. All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade. This is Ken. And we just had an amazing weekend in Chicago, Illinois, for our Smart Conference event. It was pretty awesome. Ken, you did a keynote. I did a keynote. All the personalities were there, Dave. It was a great time had by all. And uh, I really love our live events because we get to meet you guys. We get to sign autographs. It's just great to get a pulse on what's going on. And I'm really excited because coming up, we have another event, Money and Marriage, and that is hosted by Rachel Cruz, John Deloney, and that's going to be October 19th. I'm super excited about that. I'm going to be part of that one, Ken. So. Yes, uh, I think George is as well. Is that true? All uh, of our yeah. money personalities? I think George is there as well. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be good. And I, this might be a spoiler alert. I don't know if I want to say it or not, but there Uh-oh. might be a cameo by Sam Warshaw there. So right. I'm just letting you know. There it is. I, I believe that is what is called a leak. Yeah, I leaked a... Leaking information out there. It's so. a drip. I'm, I'm dripping information. Oh, I like that better. That's <laughs> what the kids say. Don't the kids say something about... Well, drip, that's when you're talking about like your, your clothes outfit. or your jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying well, to come, keep up. Come on, Ken. I, listen, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm gonna if tell, I can get my boys to talk to me, then I then I learn these things. I was going to say, I'm going to tell I think your they boys say things like, that. check the drip. Check the drip. Is that right? Yeah. Did I use that properly? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, drip too hard. That's what I'm talking about. Don't okay. tell me you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Ken, I like the drip. <laughs> I know. I got my golf I got my golf outfit on today. I got the golf pants, the pullover. I'm drippy. There, yes! There Did I say go. that yes! right? Yes! 
Come I, on, come on, dap it up, Ken. Oh, That's see, what I'm I don't about. even know what's happening right now. <laughs> I thought I was going to be made fun of when I said drippy, and I was willing to sacrifice for the greater good. There you to go. To give you all something to laugh at out there. So. <laughs> well, when you come to the money and marriage event, make sure you you, you come. I correct. will be make there. Sure you I come didn't get drip. invited. I'll be home watching football. And for those of you are all who are interested, make sure to go to RamseySolutions.com/slash/live-events. I think there's still some tickets left. Yeah. But you better go fast because those tickets sell like. Hot potatoes. You know what I'm talking about, Ken? Hot potatoes? Hot tamales? I think hot cakes is the phrase. Hot potatoes? I think selling like hot cakes is the phrase. You you, you, might you be said right. hot potatoes. I think it's hot cakes. I think you might be right. All right. Uh, they're See, selling now, like pancakes. You start there using you old phrases, I'm the guy. <laughs> and uh, nobody gets one over on me when it comes to the old school phrases. These tickets are selling like hot cakes. There I'm going to go. start saying hot potatoes. D- yeah, you heard it here first. All right. All right, Greg in Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on? Beantown. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty drippy myself, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. From one dripster <laughs> to another. Not a dripster. I you took it too far. <laughs> too far? <laughs> too far? Too far, the no, audience says. Oh, thank you, Greg. Uh, thank uh, you. <laughs> How can we help, Greg? Sure, sure. So um, my, my situation is, you know, we've been an avid listener for a long time, you know, bred the total money makeover, like from cover to cover. So um, so the issue is that, you know, um, my wife and I, we have a, a one-year-old and we have a baby on the way and Ooh-hoo. she's due in February. Wow. Yeah, thank you. And um, we have the light at the end of the tunnel. We are at the precipice of, you know, basically being debt-free. We, um, we have about $8,000 left. Oh, wow. Nice. Our consumer debt, yeah. It's been a long time coming, about two and a half years, really struggling and getting it done. Um, went from about 45000 all the way down to where we are now. Awesome. Wow, very Great good. Great job. Yeah, yeah. So um, the question is now, um, with, you know, our one-year-old and we have a baby on the way, um, we have the money right now to pay off the debt, but you know, with the newborn on the way and, you know, all these medical bills are starting to stack up mm-hmm. with the, uh, with our high deductible health plan. We want to know if it's, you know, if we should hold off until the, uh, the baby comes to, or we should pay off the debt and then, you know, gradually, you know, pay off the debt, you know, with like, yeah. <laughs> Do you have the money yeah, so, for the deductible set aside as well? Yeah, so we have a an HSA with money uh, that's that's stacked up, but mm-hmm. it's slowly starting to uh, you know trickle down because you know we're we're reaching the end yeah. of that to pay off the um, the deductible and the remainder, and then we have an out of pocket maximum that we have to pay. And then with the baby coming in February, we're going to have to then have to double dip again because right. um, so then the uh, the deductible will reset on the beginning of the year. So my question so, is, do you have those out-of-pocket maximums in your HSA? Do you have enough for both for both years? Uh, right now, we have about fifteen hundred, and that will cover you know so no. the remainder of this year. Uh-huh. And then yeah, the next will will reset, so we won't have anything left in the HSA. Okay. Um, I would temporarily pause the baby steps because you don't know what's going to happen. And I believe that you're going to have a great baby. Everything is going to be, go, you know, go smoothly, have a wonderful delivery. But, you know, being conservative, I would just make sure that I have this money saved just in case it's going to give you a lot of peace. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. If something happens and you end up having like a bunch of money, you know, you're going to have this big chunk of money when this baby comes and you're going to go, oh, great, we can pay off this debt and we're going to have extra money after that. Right. Right. And that's yeah. not a bad that's not a bad thing. You know, I get it. You're like, oh, we're so close. $8,000. I just want to 
have the balance be zero. Look, keep keep paying the minimums on it and then just keep this money aside. And if something were to happen and you have more than the out-of-pocket max for both years and you're like, this is plenty of money, I'm not mad at you if you went ahead and paid the 8,000 off, but I definitely want you to have both of those out-of-pocket maximums. Yeah, You're playing it safe and that's smart, Greg, and you're not going to go backwards. I can tell you're committed to this. This is a good move. Mm-hmm. And then the minute baby's okay and everything's good, knock it out at once. Absolutely. And by the way, I got to give Greg some love. Uh, he used the word precipice. That's word of the precipice, day. Precipice, yes. Precipice. We're on the precipice. I like that. That's the word of the day. Go look it up. Word of the day. Love it. Let's take another call. Let's go to Teresa in San Diego. What's going on, Teresa? Hi. Hi. Thank hey. you so much for answering my call. No problem. Excited. How can we help? <laughs> yes. So I'm currently planning on moving with my mom. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I, we are moving back with my mom temporarily for us to save up some money and to kind of finish up paying our debt. My, I'm currently in baby steps too, super committed with my husband as well. Mm-hmm. How um, much debt? The, the, um, uh, student loans, <laughs> uh, 80,000 in student loans, and consumer debt is a total of 32, includes a, a card that's used for my husband's business. Okay. And we're left only with 3,200 in credit cards. We're killing the credit cards first. And we're almost done with that by October of this year. How much do you guys Mm -hmm. earn combined? So my husband is self-employed. He made, and myself, I'm employed for the county. So combined, it varies. I make 60K. That's my income. My husband is in between 50 or 80. It just really depends. Okay. So we make about 90 to 120 a year. And how long are you Mm -hmm. planning to stay with mom? There you go. Excuse me, can you repeat that? How long are you planning to stay with your mother? Less than six months. Okay. Less than six months. Okay. If it's less than six months, go for it. Let that be the end date. And what's the goal Mm -hmm. that you will have accomplished by the time you move out in six months? Yes. So the the reason why we're moving with my mom is because we want to open a business. It's called Adult Residential Facility. It's to help individuals with disabilities. And they live with you, and by doing that, you'd receive an income. Um, so I'm going to continue work to work, and my husband as well. But plus that, my mom will be moving with us. But the thing is that we are trying to purchase a home, but that will be uh, not finishing paying our debt. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to. I don't want you to buy a home until you've gotten out of debt and until you've gotten on mm-hmm. your own two feet. This business idea, okay. it sounds like a fun idea, but it can wait until you are in a more um, stable financial footing. You've got a lot of debt here. Mm-hmm. Um, the credit card debt, you're going to knock out in no time. You've got this car here. You said it's for work. I have a few more questions about that. Um, but yeah. the, the the key point that I want you to take away from here is I don't want you buying a home until you're out of debt and then take it a step mm-hmm. further. I want you to have three to six months of expenses saved before you buy that home. And then to take it another step further, Teresa, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you need to pick a home that's not gonna be any more than 25% of your take-home pay. So you're gonna be saving Mm -hmm. for a while when you get this home. I'm not trying to crush dreams, Ken, but I wanna make sure that when you do this, it's 100% a blessing, especially since she plans on running a business out of that house. Nothing is worse than when you're house poor and when you're trying to work just to pay bills. Hey, that's keeping the dream alive. Making the dream possible. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for seeing the up and up on that.
All right. This is The Ramsey Show. This is the end of this hour. We'll see you next time. of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual, amazing, real relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by Ken Coleman. We're your hosts for the day, and we want you to give us a call. 888-825-5225 is the number. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, as long as it has to do with your life, your money, and your career. Um, We came off of a really great weekend, Smart Conference weekend. We've got a lot of other great events coming up and just a lot of great resources available to people. So we want to encourage you to dive in. Man, this is a community over here at Ramsey Solutions. We've got the Baby Steps group on Facebook. Join some of our social media pages, Instagram. We are talking to you guys in real life. It's not, you know, a bunch of other people doing our accounts all the time. We're there for you and we want to interact with you. We want you to head to the website and see things that are helpful for you that will help you grow. We want you to engage in these webinars. There are so many opportunities for you to learn and grow and truly get connected to something. And when it comes to your money and really just making that it's a very good point. You know what I mean? And uh, you need to be connecting with uh, the the Ramsey personalities, all of us on our social, as we're out there encouraging you, equipping you. So at Jade Warshaw, she's doing some incredible stuff on Instagram and Thank all the can. other socials. And don't forget uh, the shows, the other shows that we have in the Ramsey Network, the Ken Coleman Show. That's You're right. Going, okay, I didn't hear a lot of work calls today. Anybody asking, that's all good. Head over to the Ken Coleman Show anywhere you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, and also on SiriusXM. So we're here. We've got a lot going on. RamseySolutions.com is a wonderful resource for you to find out where I can learn more about the specific area of need where I've got some challenges and I'm looking for solutions. That's why we call ourselves Ramsey Solutions. That's right. RamseySolutions.com is the website. And the solutions run By the way, I want to point out while we can – you and I are back together again on Thursday. So for you appointment listening folks, you don't want to miss this. Uh, Jade is working up uh, one of her specialty pieces of content here where it hits you where it matters most, your grocery budget, your grocery bills. And I just get to tag along and uh, sample and eat and uh, opine, if you will. (laughs) Opine. Opine. For for those of you that are under the age of 40, opine means give my opinion on uh, generic versus brand name. We're going to do a little budgeting segment. This will be about budgeting. That's really what this is. Yes, how you spend your money. spending. So you don't want to miss that. I'm told it's going to be great fun. It is going to be great fun. We're going to have a jolly good time. What are we going to do? You know, I think I'm still fleshing it out. Yeah, it's food-based. We're going to do generic versus store brand. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do some food items, some drink Mm -hmm. items, and some like home good items. And we'll test them out. By the way, did they post, James, our last time we did this on the YouTube channel, if they were to search it? Is it up there? Oh, it's so long ago. I don't remember. So long ago. See, there's a, that's a shame. We <laughs> we, sam- we sampled ketchup, we name did. brand ketchup. Yes, we did. Uh, name brand cookies. So you had the yes. cheap Oreos, the fake, the knockoff. Yes. And then the real Oreos and then some ketchup. And I went through that whole scenario and it was great fun for me. Yeah. And we're going to choose, uh, we're going to choose items that really do have a big margin between 
the markup. You know what All I'm right. saying? Very good. So it won't just be, oh, this is 20 cents different. We're going to try to pick the things see, that have see, a big... See, we are here for you. Yeah, we're here for you. I'm willing to eat on the air in order to help you folks. Well, it, this it, is a sacrifice that a man of the people is willing to make, Jade. Yes, but let's also be clear. If you're in baby step two, you're going with the twist and shout. It doesn't matter if Oreos taste better. I agree. You're going with twist and you're shout. Gonna, you better. Yeah, you have to. But for those of us who are just not, maybe not in baby step two and we're trying to right. do better with our budget, but should we make the trade-off, then you have a little bit more of a choice. So that's how that works. Join us on Thursday. We'll be doing that. Let's go to the phone lines, Ken. We got Will in Los Angeles. What's going on? California love. I always oh, wanted to I do love that. that. I'm sorry. I should be beatboxing, but I don't know how. <laughs> sorry, Will. We can't help ourselves. No. How can we help you? Hi, guys. It's nice to talk with you guys. You, you too. Bet. What's up? Yep. Okay. So my wife and I, we bought our first home back in 2019. Uh, when the pandemic came and the interest rates bottomed out, we, we refinanced to a really low rate of 1.75% on a 15-year fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a nat- we have enough money now in our taxable investment accounts to pay off the mortgage. Sweet. So my question is, should we pay it off? And I'm I'm just hesitant because you know we're, we have a low interest rate, uh, you know, and some of our money in that is invested in assets that are making you know three x or four x that that interest rate. So the money that you'd be pulling out, it's non retirement funds, correct? Correct. Yeah. And how much are we talking? Uh, we have about 475k left on the loan. We have 600k in our retirement account. So it is a retirement account. Well, sorry, sorry, in our in our brokerage account. Okay, so there's 600k in the brokerage account. What's in your retirement funds? Uh, we have 425k. Okay, and there's no other debt. There's no other debt. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at paying off the home because if you really flipped it around, you wouldn't borrow money in order to invest it. And that's really what we're, that's really the crux of this argument. Now, the key here is there's going to be taxes on this money when you go to sell your stocks and whatnot. And so you've got to be prepared for that. I'd say that's the big portion of this. um, If you make this choice, which if there's no other debt, do you have three to six months of expenses saved? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. How old are you? We're uh, 34. I'd do it. I'd be debt free. That's my, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to disagree with you. Yeah. You look like you had a funny look on your face. That's why. No, no, I'm just sitting there thinking about the, the, the mindset here coming out of this. And, And so anytime we give financial advice. I want you to be thinking, I think I agree with what you're saying. What I'm thinking there is, is do you get it? Will, are you on board with it? And do you understand what's on the other side of this? I mean, it was his idea. I know, but I mean, like it may, but I mean, are you all in, you just wanted a nudge or were you back and forth? I did want to nudge. If you asked me, you know, back in 2019, Mm -hmm. uh, I would have said, okay, yeah, let's pay this house off in seven to 10 years. Times come where we're able to, and the fact that, you know, the interest rates have spiked and, you know, we're, we're paying a low rate and we're making a lot in fixed income assets, yeah. uh, makes me, makes me question it. And then, and then the second thing is, is also behavioral. Um, mm-hmm. if we wanted to move into a bigger house sometime down the road, what's the recommendation for going about that with, do we want to pay all cash for that? Or is it okay to take out 
you know, like a smaller mortgage to kind of cover the difference between whatever equity we have in this home versus a bigger home. Yeah, that's a really good question. And what's your income, by the way? Because in your case, what's your income? Our gross is four fifty ish. Four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. In your case, for sure, the next house you buy, I would buy in cash. There's no reason in the world, especially if you're paying this one off. You know, when you go to sell the house, you're getting all that back. Plus, you've got plenty of time to save if you wanted to upgrade. That's definitely the move I would make. And like I said before, the question that you're asking yourself is, if you were debt free, you would not borrow 475 to invest. You would in, you would prefer to be debt free. And so that's really the equation that we're working with. And I just think it's exciting that you have this option. You've obviously done a great job in saving and now you've got this money to show for it. So congratulations, you're weird people. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're people you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman. And uh, we're so grateful for you guys. You're the ones that keep us going. The whole reason we have a show is because you guys listen, right? So keep listening. And not only that, but we'd love for you to share the show with somebody else. If this has changed your life or maybe you just find it entertaining, go ahead and hit the like button or subscribe to it. Either of those things would help us so, so much. Like, share, subscribe. It'll help kick us up in the algorithm and help other people see the show and get access to this content. So we would love it if you guys would do that today, wherever you listen to the show or, you know, you can text it to somebody. You could even text your favorite episode. That would work. And we'd be so grateful if you did that. Uh, in the meantime, let's go to the phone lines. If you'd like to talk to us, you can call us at 888-825-5225. But for now, we're going to go to Michael, who is in the city where I was born. Ken oh, Coleman, where is this? Spokane, Washington. No kidding. That's right. What's well, going on, Michael? something new every day. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. First off, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for what you do. Um, you guys just listening to you and stuff. I, I went through a divorce about 10, 12 years ago, and I uh, had to like start all the way over on this side of the mountains again. I'm actually in a little smaller town south of Spokane, but I ended up paying a $300,000 loan off in, in just under seven years. Wow. And that's you guys just, you know, listening to you and just, you know, after I started listening to what you're doing, I started just pounding the pavement and just taking every dime that I had and putting big balloon payments, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar payments towards the house. And it was amazing how fast it went off. And then I sold a car and said, okay, I got to get this thing paid off. So, Very cool. but the question I have um, now that I'm just totally debt free, I, I bumped up my, um, I have a retirement from our union, but, um, which will pay me, you know, X amount of dollars a year for every year we have in. But mm-hmm. I have, you know, we have 401k on top of that, which we just recently were allowed to do, you know, the Roth here in the last month or two. And so I started putting the money into the Roth instead of the 401. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can do, what is it, 22000 and then the extra 8000 catch up. 
Yeah. So I've been just putting 25% of my income into that. Well, that's going to be, I just started doing that in the last month or two. Well, that's going to max out pretty quick now. Mm-hmm. So, um, did I just take that extra money and, you know, keep putting it in the bank or keep putting that like in the stock market? I'd, um, I'd probably go to a, kind of- I'd probably go to a Roth IRA once you maxed out your 401k. I'd probably switch over to a Roth IRA. Is it just you? Uh, just me and my wife. And yeah, and you could do the same thing for your wife. She could max out a Roth IRA. Does she have access to a 401k? Um, no, she doesn't. Not at this point. Okay. So yeah, I think that that'd probably be the next step. And if you're still like, hey, we've just got lots of money. And by the way, um, it depends on your income. You might have to do a backdoor Roth, but you could work with a SmartVestor Pro on that. Um, but yeah, once you max out that 401k, move over, since it's a Roth, by the way, for anybody else listening, otherwise we would say do a Roth IRA first and then maybe go to the 401k, especially if there is no match. But since his is a Roth to begin with, we'll max that out. Then we'll move over to the Roth IRA. And if you still had money left over, you could go over to an HSA, which is great, especially um, it's part of a high deductible um, insurance plan. So if you have access to that, I'd do that. Um, do you have access to that? Honestly, I don't even know what that is. I'm kind of stupid with the stock stuff. Oh, no, no, it's not that not at all. Stupid. Not at all. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, if it I makes did... you feel any better, Michael, I have no idea what she's talking about either. Well, let me tell you then because I'll, let me put the, the let of. me put the cookies on the on the floor. Um, <laughs> I didn't know about HSAs until 2019, so we're right there. Even an HSA, whenever you have um, an insurance plan that has a very high deductible it usually allows you to have access to a savings account that's attached to it so that you could save up to actually pay the deductible. Um, That's one of the perks of it. But an HSA is basically, it's a health savings account. It's an account that you can save money into, but it's great because it's tax advantaged in three different ways. You don't pay taxes on the money going in, it grows tax-free, and you're able to spend that money tax-free on money on purchases that have to do with your health. So doctor's appointments, if you're buying, you know, prescription medicine, things like that. So that's what it is. If you have a high deductible health plan, you might want to inquire about that. If you don't, then the next place I'd go is probably look into a brokerage account. And a brokerage account is simply, um, it's just a kind of a catch-all account that you can invest it doesn't have to be used for retirement. So there's no penalty if you pull the money out for a certain purchase, uh, whereas your retirement, obviously there would be a penalty if you were to pull the money out before retirement age. Does that make sense? It does, it, t- it totally does. We just just last month, or sorry, last week, we went, visited my sister in, in Montana and we found a piece of property right next door to them. And my wife's like, let's buy the house. And mm. she's always wanted to move over there. And so we were kind of thinking about doing that. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I, you know, I just got, you know, it's comparable, maybe a little less than what we might be able to get off our house. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of scary, especially since I just got debt free. But, um, of course. Um, yeah, I, think, I would say if you do that, in addition to the house that you have now, I would only do it if I were going to pay cash for it. Okay. Because in that case, you're really treating it as an income property or as something extra. Now, if it were going to be your primary residence and you were going to sell the house you have now and then roll that into the next house and you'd have a small mortgage, there's really nothing wrong with that. Okay. 
Well, that's kind of what I was thinking is I was going to call the guy, and I've been trying to call him today, actually, to see if there's a way that we could put it on a small, you know, a short-term loan, and then once we get the money from this house, you know, while we're doing some work on that place over there, just move over there because I'm 60 years old and I was going to retire within a year anyway. Well, I wouldn't so do it I that way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that house until you've sold your current house. I wouldn't carry them both at once. Okay. I would sell your house and then I would make the offer over there and I'd move over there and whatever you guys choose to do in the meantime. But I don't think that I would buy it on debt because then you, you'd have to, con does that make sense? You'd have to buy that house first. Because you, you don't want to have two debts? Well, I mean, your current two, house is paid okay. off. Your current house is paid right. off, but I think that it creates, when you do it that way, it creates this idea of like, well, I don't have to do this right now. Like this was the plan, but we're doing this work. It ends up taking longer. I feel like in order for you to do this the right way and do it the way you said you would do it, I would not buy that house until I would only buy that house once you've sold your current house since you're going, you'd be going into debt for it with a mortgage. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I just, I, you know, what I didn't want to do is just move things twice. You know, there's nowhere to move all the stuff from my shop and the garages and stuff. The house is considerably smaller, even though we'll downsize, there's no garage there. It's just more like a big log house. And, you know, it, it's got a carport, doesn't have a garage. There's really no, nowhere to put anything until we get there. I was hoping to be able to, you know, buy the place somehow, maybe on a short-term, you know, loan, and then like a balloon payment at the end of a year. No, I definitely wouldn't do that. No, this is, I would never do that. This is too much yeah. risk just because you haven't come up with a plan for your stuff. Exactly. You're debt-free. You got this. Take your time. Breathe. I'm not even sure you want to make this move, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, me too. I, I'm kind of, that's that's a struggle I have as well. But hey, yeah, I, I picked I mean, up I just, on that. I, just I mean, good job, Ken. Happy, listen, July first. Look, happy wife, happy life. I get it. All right, but I'd be having a conversation with the missus. I don't. I don't think you want to do this more than you'd like to have a hole drilled in your head. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. Did you hear him? Yeah, he doesn't. It's want like to... I set him free. It was like that was the burp emotionally and, that he needed. Well, when he described the house, he was like, eh, it's an old cabin and I there's know. no place for my stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I just, oh. I would be sitting there with the wife going, hey, how can we spend more quality time or we being you with your sister without me buying this place I don't want to live in? I think that's the conversation. Steak dinner, candlelight, maybe. I offer some type of Foot negotiation massage. opportunity here. Yes. Oh, don't do it, Michael. You're going <laughs> to resent the house and then eventually your wife. Yeah. Good, uh -oh. good pickup on that, Ken. That was good. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw, your co-host, joined by Ken Coleman. We're talking about your life, your money, your careers. Let's and we go. would love... Love, love, love. If you gave us a call, we want to talk to you directly. 888-825-5225 is the number. And so we're going to go to Hussein, who's in New Bedford, Massachusetts. What's going on, Hussein? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Doing well, doing well. So what can we help you with? So I am currently a sophomore in college, double majoring in accounting and finance. Uh-oh. Smart guy. Smart guy alert. I try, I try. And uh, so my junior year, I plan on doing semester abroad 
this Ooh. program. It's called Semester FD. I'm not sure if you heard of it. I have. Yeah, nice. But, um, yeah, so currently what I'm doing is, so I'm doing like a regular job on the side where I just help this one guy with like this sailboat fleet. And then I'm also like doing Uber Eats and I set up a goal for Uber Eats, which I'm doing. So I'm trying to do about like $20 a day. Okay. For, so if I do that for like a year, I'm trying to get about like $7,300. And then I also have a full-time job in the summer where I'm a boat tender. Okay. So I do make that decent money doing that. So okay. I plan on making about like having about thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars saved up. Okay. By spring of twenty twenty five. Okay. And then so the whole thing is about forty thousand dollars, which is pretty steep. So yeah. and my family, it's like the EFC is like zero. So sorry, the what is zero? So, the EFC for this trip. What is that? What's EFC? So I did like a um, financial aid estimator online for their website, and I was told I was going to be getting about $7,000. Oh, okay. Got it. But instead, you're not getting any? No. So like I put my EFC at zero to 999. Right. So okay. bottom line is, if I let me let me help speed us along here, Hussein. So if I'm hearing you right, you think you're going to be able to make between thirteen and fourteen thousand dollars max before uh, the time would come to pay for this, which is a forty thousand dollar bill. Am I understanding you right? Um. So yeah. So I need so the total bill is thirty thousand, but I need about ten thousand in cash. Okay. So I'm just hoping. So I know I can get the tuition down to twenty thousand with scholarships and financial aid, and then have ten thousand to spend. So I was asking you if you think it's worth it to take out a $20,000 loan. No, 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 no. Let me, let me ask a question before we go further into that. Is this the only time you can do this? And I'm, I'm totally ignorant as to this situation because I don't have kids in college yet. Is this the only semester that this is offered or could you do it in the future? So, I mean, I'm graduating in four years or in two years. Right. And I do plan on getting my MBA, but I just feel like, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I understand. I like- no, Hussein, and I want you to have it. I'm asking, could we push this further into the next two years so, you have more so that you save. have more time to save the money? We, I mean, I could do it my the end of my, like the last year, but I feel like like the last year of college would be like heavily trying to like find internships and like especially going to grad school, but that is a possibility. Of course it is. So, How Jade, about, why is it that we are so anti him taking a $20,000 loan out to study overseas? Because it's debt. There it is. And it's going to follow you, yeah. and there's going to be interest, and you're going to be on the hook for yeah. this. And here's what I can tell you from my own personal experience. In college, mm-hmm. debt hits different. Like, you think, oh, it's $20,000. Like, when I get out, I'll be working, and I'll be able to, mm-hmm. you know, bring that money in, and it's not going to feel it. But then reality hits, and it's like, oh... I might not have gotten the job I thought I was going to get. And I didn't get it when I thought I was going to get it. And oh man, the cost of living is so much more expensive than I thought. And all these things start hitting you and you realize, man, that debt and that payment is more than I thought it was. That's thing one. Mm. Thing two is everything we do, every decision we make, we're setting a precedent. And we're telling ourselves, this is how I live my life. This is what I do. And so when you make the decision, I'm a person who takes out debt. That's what you're telling yourself. I'm a person who goes into debt to get the things that Mm, I want. And that is a very big line in the sand that you draw. 
And that's something that that's a line in the sand. I don't want you to draw. You have the opportunity here right now to decide mm-hmm. I'm a person who does not take out debt to get what I want. I'm a person yeah. who finds a way, who works hard and pays cash. And this is such a good time to decide that that's who you're going to be. Like you're in college. This is the time to make that decision. Hussein, what if I told you, what if I told you that you could save up the cash and pay for this amazing experience abroad? And I agree with you. I mean, this is a lifetime experience, bucket list thing. Yeah, we want you to be able to I want you to have it. What if I told you you could save up the money for it and still line up a job and or internship and not come out of college with that degree um, and, and go, oh, I don't have anywhere to go. What if I told you both things were possible? What would you say back to me? I'm be pretty amazed. <laughs> well, I'm telling you that's true. So let's just play this out for a minute, okay? So how much longer would it take you, let's be realistic, to come up with the so additional I'm, money? Um, I mean, so currently I pay about like nine to $10,000 for like school this year. And I've been working in the summer like every single um, mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry. I've been working like all four seasons just trying to pay for school. So I've been like working and I'm, I don't have any student loans. I mean, I've been paying. Good, good for you. So and let's just yes, play this that's out. So good. How many more months? Let's just, I'm not holding you to this. I'm just getting your brain going because we're going to have to let you go in a few minutes. And I want you to have the mindset and then something tactical to play off of. How many more extra months uh, would it take you to save up that additional money so that we pay cash for the semester abroad? Um, Take a guess, an educated guess. You're a smart guy. Probably an extra year. Great. So now, now we got a goal because here's what I want for you. I want you to come away from that semester abroad, coming back home, going that was amazing, and I don't owe a penny. Mm-hmm. And now I'm yeah, on with exactly. the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, like the minute I come back, I'm like, well, that was fun, but now I have thirty thousand dollars to pay. $20,000. Exactly. That's my point. And mm-hmm. dude, this is you gutting it out, hustling mm-hmm. for 12 months. And I think here, here, hear me on this. I think what you told me earlier when you were like, Hey, my goal is to make 20 bucks a day. I think you could do so oh. much better than that. Like with Uber, I think the summer, yeah. I think that you can earn far more than what I you agree. think you can earn. I know that you're a full-time student um, but I think that you can find some things that pay better for part-time. Could you and I f- think you need to dig into what you're already good at and passionate about in order to make that happen. That's where I'm going. Hussein, I'm just wondering, are you at a place where you could do some freelance, some contract accounting work? Oh, I mean, so I do have an internship lined up with um, PricewaterhouseCoopers. No, I know, but hold on, forget that. I'm saying... If I come to you with my little small business, I go, Hussein, I'm a disaster. Yeah, can you do some bookkeeping? Can for you me? do some bookkeeping for me? What would you say? I would say, I would say, I could probably honestly start doing that end of this year because I'm first. I'm starting to take like okay. That. So okay. here's my point to Jade's point. That's the real yeah. money there. You could start making way more than Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. Are you working late and working early? Yes, but you could sleep when you die. You're young. And that's going to give you experience going into what you want to do after school, right? All of this is filtering into the experience. You know what I'm saying? That This makes sense. 
We're not just doing Uber Eats, right? No, we're getting getting experience experience. in the real world. I'm telling you, you know me, small business people. And by the way, not just in New Bedford. You know this, Hussein. I'm like, I'm a dinosaur compared to you. You could be doing stuff online, uh, helping people around the world with your abilities. So you gotta, you gotta see Hussein the way that we see you. Oh yeah. And that is a very intelligent young man who's got a plan, who's got some skill sets. He can make some cash. Come on, he's paid his way through college thus far. A major shout out, Hussein. Major shout out. Major job. Way to go. This is a smart kid. Hussein, we are rooting for you. Yeah. We we see something in you, dude. You're going to be amazing. And you're going to do this and abroad program and you're going to do you're going to pay cash for make it. Make sure you know. send Jade and I a postcard. Ramsey Solutions headquarters send us a postcard, Hussein. Yeah, love that. This is the Ramsey show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman, our scripture and quote of the day. But you, take courage. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. That's 2 Chronicles 15.7. And uh, you know, our quote of the day, Ken, I think you need to read this one because you have the voice for it. Oh, is that right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, struggling with the uh, voice these days. And so I'm down two octaves. Uh, James has got a sense of humor. I'm never going to quit. Because quitting just ain't my shtick. I'm never, ever going to quit. Barry White. I wish I could get in Barry's category. I never <laughs> will, but that's my best attempt. Thank you. Uh, y'all be praying for the voice. You know, speaking I need of... some lozenges. Speaking of never going to quit. Never um, going to quit. I got to let you guys quit. in on a, a conversation Ken and I were just having before the break. We were talking about college. Oh, and we were talking about, I like this. you know, he's talking about his kids, which kids he thinks will go to college, which kids he thinks won't. I was telling him one of my regrets is I feel like I should have stopped college mm-hmm. because it did not. And I knew it. It was not feeding into where I was going. And I knew that it wasn't feeding into where I was going because I was a musician. And what was your major? Commercial music. But it, you didn't need it. You I realized didn't need, you didn't I, need it. I didn't need it. And I was learning more from my outside experiences because the thing with, and and maybe it was my school. I mean, this is not for everybody, but the, the thing is schools can only be so in the now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they can't buy everything new every single year. So they're not always up to date. So there's a lot of things that weren't quite up to mm. snuff. And when you actually get out there and you're doing the work, you realize, oh my gosh, this is the operating, you know, this is how everybody's making music. Not like that. Here's what the jobs are really, you know, you're, you're on the job. So you're right. learning in real time. And that's just in certain fields, especially in the arts, it's invaluable. And so I was saying, you know, I honestly probably would have gone back and maybe my sophomore year, I probably would have been like, no, that's good. I'm done. And I want people to hear the rest of that story. So you would have then only had how much debt? Oh gosh. I probably would have come out with maybe 10, 10 or 15. And you traveled the world with Sam. Mm -hmm. You've sung in how many countries? Oh, over, let's see, 100, 200, 193. And on major cruise lines, you name it, you've opened, oh, you've yeah. done it. The reason I'm, te- I'm teeing you up, yeah. she would never tell you this, but I just, I'm, I'm pulling a fast one on okay. my friend. Pull a fast one. Because you, at our after our post-smart conference dinner, mm-hmm. you shared with me and Sam, your hubs, mm-hmm. a story about a music teacher. Oh, Come I on. see where you're going. Take me there. And then I'm, 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 I'm going to tie it up. But I want you to tell that story because it's very important. It is important. So, you know, I think we all come across moments that we go, that sucked. That was hard. And in the moment you think, 
Like, this is the worst thing ever, but you're glad it happened because it pushes you forward. I don't remember. Did I tell you this story? You told me the story. The you piano, want me to set you the up? The piano one? The old lady. Oh, I don't remember telling you this. Okay. Yeah. Um, you come so, in there. You're all geeked up because you're nervous. It's a yes. hard exam. Okay. So we do these things. They're called juries, and you do it after every semester, and it's basically a chance for you to show your proficiency. So my jury that 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 quarter was to show you can sight read, you can play this piece, you can play that piece. So I think it consisted of four different areas where you show your proficiency. Oh, this is fun. Real quick interest. We have three ladies in the lobby that are all music teachers oh, wow. or piano teachers and they're all shaking their head. Oh, this is great. You guys way, are my backup singers this on great. this. This is great. All right. So this is a great story. Everybody got to, this is really huge because a lot of people need to hear this story today. I promise you. So when you're sight reading, the whole point is you're getting a piece of music for the first time and you're showing how well you can read through it yeah. right mm -hmm. and so that's what happened i get the site the site reading piece and i start playing through it and i'm like i'm doing pretty good of course you're going to stumble through it a little bit right teachers yes they're shaking their head yes mm -hmm. you're going to stumble through it a little bit but the, the gist is okay you're you've got the gist of the piece and you can right. read, you can read so after i did that it was the last piece of the of the test and i'm thinking man i i just i nailed that i did a good job Instead, so all the people in the jury, it's like the faculty heads. So my my piano teacher, she says, well, you're a waste of time. And if you're not serious about this, you should quit now. And she's like just railing on me. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Like, what is happening? So I'm like, tears are coming down my eyes. My husband is like peeking through the window to see how I'm doing. And when he hears this, he's just like, he sees that I'm just like shattered by this. I found out later that some of the other students got the sight reading piece ahead of time and they were able to look at it and see what it was. Yeah. So they were more prepared. And I'm like, I literally just yeah. sight read it. So that's what happened. She told me that uh, I should probably choose a different major. And clearly I wasn't serious about music and I, I was wasting their time and all these things. Now here's why. Now, so I'm going to jump in because here's why I asked her to tell that story. I didn't plan any of this. Uh, but sometimes you just got to go with your gut. And there are a lot of people out there that are listening and watching today that you're still holding on to a voice like that, 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 that stepped all over your heart mm -hmm. 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago. And I don't know what was going wrong with that lady that day. No, I'm not that old, Ken. No, I know. You're not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That lady stepped all over you because she had a complex or yeah. she had something going wrong in her life that day. We're not telling the story to judge her. But we are telling the story to say that uh, you can put yourself in front of some people sometime that are supposedly your instructors, your coaches, your guide, a person of influence, and they can crap all over you mm -hmm. and put a voice in your head that takes you years, decades, sometimes never get over it. And all that to say, that's from a institution of higher learning. She could have dropped out, and she should have dropped out, according to Jade, because she went on to become an absolute freaking superstar. She could still sing her fanny off. So I'm telling you, she didn't need that validation, but you were looking for it. Well, look. And I got to tell you, we're in a place in this world now where we are still telling kids that college is the only way to success. And that's the biggest bunch of hot, stinking garbage from hell. Oh, get and, him, and it's, we got to get to the point, folks, where we look at it and we go, wait a second. Is this about. Is this about prestige or is this about preparation to do the thing that these young people want to do with their life? And are we as parents so worried about what everybody's going to say about us based on where our kid goes to school? And I'm going to tell you what's coming down the pike. We are seeing a shortage in the trades, in manufacturing, and very soon you're going to see 
kids going straight from high school into the workforce. And if Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett could do it, your kid can do it. And we've got to wake up, America. It's not worth saddling these young people with decades of despair because of student loans. That's what it is. It is this is big business. Big, big business. And we've been told by the federal government and by private uh, shysters that are putting student loans on the backs of young people that this is okay yeah. because it's the ticket to guaranteed success. And the only thing that a student loan is guaranteeing is desperation, despair, depression, dysfunction, you name it. I'm sick of it. It's time we stood up as the people and said to Washington, D.C., hey, you know what? Why don't we shut this program down? Or why don't we put some regulation in place yes. to tell the, uh, the the colleges and universities that you got to stop raising tuition? From 2010 to 2022, we saw college tuition raise at a 12.5% clip. Wow. Where inflation rose at 2.5%. That is price gouging, it's manipulation, and it's wrong. And we got to say, enough is enough. Mm. Well, That's a slow clap, Ken. James, I'd say sorry, but I wouldn't mean it. I love it. That was More great. It. It, 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 listen, it's time. It's time. Now, listen, if it's the right way and the only way, go for it. But for heaven's sakes, pay cash. And we're here hey, to help for you. For heaven's do that. sakes, pay cash. Ken, I'm sorry. I know. I, I apologize, but I, your story fires me up because it makes me angry. It makes me you go, angry go, too. You could go into loan student loan debt to have some old battle axe <laughs> who somebody pissed in her cornflakes that morning and she craps all over your spirit. Look, I, I will mean, say that's this. just wrong, Look, folks. I don't take it back because that fueled me. Give me, me my money back, Tennessee that, State. That hey, okay, we're calling. We're naming names up in here. I didn't Ken. name her. Yeah, but we named I names. remembered her name. I was listening. I was paying attention. <laughs> Ken, you didn't I think love I was it. paying attention. No, you were paying attention. I was paying all right. attention. Look, we're naming names up in this place, and Ken is right. Look, but here's all of that to say pay cash for college. And at the end of the day, look, the, the words that folks say, guys, you can let it break you down or you can let it build you. And you did. You to can your use credit. that as fuel. So if you ever had anybody talk to you like that, just know let it be your fuel, man. Let it push you to keep going. That's what Sam and I did. But um, thanks for listening. I'm today. proud of you, friend. Ken, I you got me fired up, man. You went into like a Johnny Cochran mode. That was great. You're listening to the Ramsey Show. That does it for this hour. We'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.